you'll be you'll be at both Dallas. The way Dallas and Atlanta are the same weekend, you're going to both. Yeah. What one day each? Yep. So I get off of work on uh, Friday night, and then yeah. I'm going to go straight to the airport, change, go to the airport, fly over to Dallas, stay at James's place, Elite Hunters. You saw the last one to his place, and then do Dallas in the morning, and then in the afternoon fly to Atlanta, go in Atlanta, and then in the morning our Atlanta show. Atlanta afternoon, go back to Orlando and start editing the vlog before I go back to work 8 a.m. next day. Oh, man. that's So why, what made you decide to do both of those shows in, in the same weekend instead of just one? Yeah, so, I mean, I was talking to a lot of content creators, and most people said they're either going to Dallas or they're going to Atlanta. So I felt like it'd be kind of cool to compare both shows at the same weekend because Dallas is always a big event, like 500, 600 tables. Everyone goes crazy over Dallas. Atlanta is going to be the same exact way because I know a lot of YouTubers that are skipping Dallas's time and going to Atlanta. Plus I know the show promoter since he's always in the Florida shows and does a really good job trying to promote a show and get people there. So I wanted to still support him at the same time. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to both shows, compare the shows, see what the differences are, whether it's the culture of the show, whether people are trying to trade or sell before nationals and then kind of compare them in a the vlog. So people can kind of see what happened at the same time from the experience of someone who went to both shows. So what, what weekend are those, are those shows? I think it's two weeks before national. Let me just check real quick. So like the, that that's like next weekend. Um, I think it's a weekend after. So the 17th, the weekend. The, yeah. The so 17th. 17th and 18th. Okay. That's uh so you'll have your video out covering both of those shows within by midweek after or even earlier. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. try to get it midweek because it's hard to balance between work and traveling and everything like that going through the clips. The Crazy. editing takes forever. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, so welcome everybody to After Hours. Uh, if you're join just joining us now for the first time tonight, great to have you. We're here with Ryan Nolan, the card show correspondent. If you are, if you were watching the early show with Tim Getz from Com C, thank you so much for checking out both shows. What an episode that was with Tim. I mean. Compared to when he was on with me in April, I don't know if you saw that episode, Ryan, but this one was a little bit more uh, less stressful. I, less stressful, I would say. That one, there, you know, it was it was right in the middle of the the hobby. Was I mean, it's still crazy. It was crazier then, and it seems like they've ironed out a few of the wrinkles. They still have a ways to go, and they're working on it. And I, I think that the, the the chat really reflected that. But um, did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I watched it from beginning to end, and I gotta say, like. Uh, props to them for going out there and answering all the people's questions and said, just deflecting it. Oh, reach out to our customer service or, you know, you can email me and I'll get back to you as soon as like give up straight up his Instagram handle. If you have any questions like that, if your orders aren't being delivered, just reach out to me and I'll figure it out. And that's props of like a really good leader in an organization. Yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite part was when he said that, you know, I'm not in it for the money. I don't want to sell the company. If you want my attention, you're going to have to come at me with basically <laughs> nine digits or more. That's $100 million or more. And then I kind of joked later. I said, okay, so Tim just put his company for sale. If anyone's interested, $100 bucks. But uh, I don't even think he, he – uh, who knows? Who knows what – You probably have Collector's Universe watching. They might say, all right, $100 million. It's done. You just Collector's Holdings. It's Collector's, oh, collector's Holdings. Holding. Yeah, Got Collector's it. Holdings. They, they just acquired Golden Auctions and previously acquired Collector's Universe – but uh, yeah, if they're watching, hey guys, welcome. And maybe you want to buy sports cars live. I'll do it for less than a hundred million. I promise. Maybe broker 10. that sale. Broker that sale and get like a percentage of it. Yeah, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? 
let's go to some comments then we'll jump into things we got d stiller d stiller in the house ain't no party like an after hours party hey pittsburgh good evening and welcome adventure adventures with troy good evening jordan hudson's here what's up with you going my guy card canucks uh charles two of my favorite content creators on one episode nice what's sg what about the guitar I have my guitars back over there. Oh, okay, okay. Good stuff. Uh, that's cool. It says the top two context creators on YouTube today together to bring the magic. Hey, that's awesome. a thanks, guys. Very nice compliment. Thank you. That's cool. Vintage YYC's back says you have an awesome channel, Ryan. Love your vintage pickups. Appreciate right? it. And that's, that's why we that's why Ryan is now part of the sports cards live annual kind of flow, right? He's Ryan. What what are we are you are you gonna are you willing to continue to, to be like, do you mind that I call you the sports cards live card show correspondent? Absolutely. I'm honored. And you're willing to keep on doing this every two, three months, whatever it takes. Absolutely. I mean, I love sharing the different card shows. I mean, we have different audiences. I feel like a lot of our viewers are on both channels, but I mean, if we can spread how card shows are show the experience and keep the hobby alive, I'm all for it. Okay. And that's why I ask, because you have your own channel. You've got a great following. You're following your, your subscribership is growing. You're going to, you're gonna get past mine in no time. I know. I know you will. And oh, no uh, way, man! This is awesome. Your show to man. the moon, to the moon, buddy, <laughs> to the moon. We got my guy Sam Genova. Welcome, Sam from Toronto. Uh, Nolan Ryan is the strikeout king. Well, <laughs> and followed up by Ryan Nolan is the card show king. There you go. There you go. Mosaic Mind says phenomenal shirt. The Iron Maiden. Their phenomenal yep. name. Very nice. Tyler is back. Good evening, Tampa. Good evening. Kyle Brown, the legend return. You're a legend, Ryan. I, I wouldn't say I'm a legend yet. I'm just a YouTuber. John Bear says good, good evening to you, John. Oh, John is from Slab Shelf. There we He's go. He's the one who sent you that package, right? He sent the package, guys. Oh, if man. you watched the last episode, I teased it a couple times. I got the package from Slab Shelf from John. And now I did, just to save some time, I did pop open the top so I could pull it open quickly. So we'll get to that really soon let's get a few more viewers here for john and promote his company slab shelf which hey i think it's awesome because i've seen some other content creators share the slab shelf that, that he has sent to them so we'll get to that in a few minutes oh, i'm excited to see that yeah i i can't wait either it's gonna be fun we got my guy joe perot he says ryan appreciate your work thanks joe appreciate it eric is back sanderson to or thank you for coming back eric always a pleasure mosaic mind says ryan please tell me what your parents oh sorry please tell me that your this is a good one please tell me that your parents were fans of nolan ryan that's my all-time favorite sports idol <laughs> absolutely i mean my dad owned a card shop at one point in the 90s so it was on purpose it was on so you're named after him yeah there you, there, there you go mosaic mind not only uh were his parents fans, but he, he's named specifically for Nolan Ryan. That's pretty awesome. Adventures with Troy throws a five dollar hey, tip you go. to the host. Thank you. Just a little donation for Timmy's because I know you're Canadian. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you, Adventures with Troy. Much appreciated. That's cool. Says, do all the viewers get a free slab shelf tonight? Uh, I'm gonna just say a hard no. But you do get to see what it's all about. Now, that's not up to me. Maybe John has other plans, but um, I don't think we can all expect that. I know you're messing around. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. And Tampa says, vintage collectibles. I second that. Yeah, everyone wants a free slab shelf. Well, well, do a giveaway. Like, build a landing page real quick. Get Collect those emails. 
Do it real quick there, John. Build the landing page. <laughs> All right, guys. We do have John Bear, who is the uh, the entrepreneur behind Slab Shelf. If you follow, if you're on Instagram or you you follow other YouTubers, you've probably seen some people show the Slab Shelf that 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 has been sent out. That that these guys have have or, either that they've ordered from John or that he sent them. Whatever it is, if it's if it's all gratis, that's excellent marketing, and we're gonna help them out tonight because um I'm super excited. And hopefully it'll fit behind me on that rack, and that's where you'll see it moving forward. We'll get to that. Greg, welcome, says, yeah, hit the like. Yeah, I love it. Hit the like button, guys. I'll give you all a minute right now. Ryan, let's give everybody a second to hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to Ryan's channel, Breakout Cards, if you haven't yet. Notifications on, guys. Yeah, we'll give you a minute. Let them do it. All right, thanks, everybody. Chad says, Jeremy and Ryan, the national keeps getting better and better. Hulk Hogan added this morning. I saw that yesterday, even. Any tips on TriStar Autos when they're my first national? Okay, well, let's come back to that. Let's do the slab shelf. What do you say? Let's do it. All right, let's do the slab shelf, guys. This was sent to me all the way from New Jersey, from John at Slab Shelf. So I'm going to, I haven't even looked at this yet. It's still, all I did is open up this top flap. There we go. Comes in a oh look at this cool display right there. I'm a, I'm assuming if you order a slab shelf, it comes packaged like this. You get a nice slab shelf box, which you can do whatever you. Oh wow! That wow, packaging what? already. Come on, what? Just to show you the packaging, everybody. So this is a really nice. This is really nice packaging, John. Um, <laughs> yeah, he knows his customers. There's this, uh, this kind of foam inlay here to keep everything. There's actually cards in here. So they're not real, but they're cool. So there's, there's this piece. I get a slab shelf shirt, just shelf it. That's kind of neat. Thank you for this shirt. We will wear that. This, I guess, is a three-piece unit. There's the three pieces. Instructions for assembly. This is a professional uh, professional product here. Looks Very awesome. nice. And then some actual cards for me to put on the slab shelf. So, <laughs> I mean, John must have a, a slabbing machine because he actually makes, you know, he's actually gone through... And this is what it looks like all set up. Display anywhere, any brand, display together. So he actually like went through my Instagram and found cards that I have that I really like and sent me cards. So let's see what oh. cards he included first. He included my Precious Metal Gems, Wayne Gretzky from 2012. Now, again, it's, it's not – obviously, it's not real. It's even got the Slab Shelf logo on it. Just shelf it. That's pretty cool. But this is an actual slab. How does it feel compared to like a PSA slab, like pretty close? Yeah, somewhat. You can tell it's not a PSA slab because it's more clamshell than, I don't know if this is sonically sealed. That would mean he would need a, a sealing machine, a, sonically, a sonic sealing machine, which I'm guessing he doesn't have, but this is still pretty cool. Michael Jordan Jambalaya, <laughs> I do have one of those. That's awesome. My uh, exquisite Stanley Cup. Flawless Exquisite out of five. A Sidney Crosby Noise Boys. These are so funny. 
Uh, the Vince Carter Flair Showcase rookie card. Mario Lemieux. Ooh, this next one's awesome. Classic one right there. This is the uh, Michael Jordan Platinum Portraits. Now, I'm a little disappointed here, John, that you didn't uh, do the laser cutting. You just sort of, I'm messing around. That's really cool. We have a Wayne Gretzky rookie, of course. Oh, and this is a Gem Mint 10. A Gem Mint 10 Wayne Gretzky rookie. I love how the slab shelf logo is right there where the oil drop would otherwise be. And finally, a note. Says, uh, hi, Jeremy. Really appreciate your show content and everything you do for hashtag the hobby. I hope you enjoy this slab shelf and a few cards I felt represent you, but feel free to shelf any of the amazing cards in your PC. All the best, John. And that's really cool. Look at even on the bottom of this, he's got the slab shelf logo and the sports cards live oh, logo. That's sweet. That's, that's sweet. great. What a that's, that that's is. Awesome. John, John, I want to say thank you so much. I'm now, I mean, we got to put this thing. We got to put this together. So we've got the back wall, the bottom shelf, the top shelf. A line. I'm, I'm going to do this quickly, guys, as quick as I can. My family thinks I'm good at putting together like Ikea furniture and stuff like that. So this shouldn't be a problem. Align the back of A to the bottom openings. Sorry, the back of B. This is B. To the bottom openings. This is this is really a test, right? How can, can I get this thing done? Speed run it. So I think what we're going to do is something like this, I think. Am I right, John? Am I right? This goes, I believe, in here. Oh, I can't mess this up. I cannot mess this up. But I think that is, no, that's what that's what you got to do. I got it. I got it. This is actually really cool. What a nice unit. So I'm going to get this done really quick, everybody. There we go. The bottom is in. There we go. Uh, that's the click you want to hear, right, John? That's the click you want to hear. And then we put this guy over here. It's really a simple unit. Like, there we go. There's your slab shelf. So as you can see, I like how the bottom shelf is wider than the top so that you can actually see both. There you, oh, this is going to look awesome. That's so cool. So cool. So, Ryan, hold court for me for one second. I'm just going to go... Put this like right here for the night. Move some cards out of the way. Let's get these up in here. The Gretzky, the Michael Jordan, the Mario Lemieux, the Vince Carter, and the Noise Boy, Sidney Crosby. So what does it hold? 10 cards? Yeah, it looks like it'll do 10 cards. So here, I just have a couple of random sitting here. And a second year Wayne Gretzky right there. Like that looks really good. Let's see. The chair's in the way. Oh, sorry. Thanks for telling me. No problem. The chair's in the way. There we go. Oh, that's cool. It actually sits really nice. So there you go, everybody. That is here. Let me just bring it closer one more time, too. Without dumping it. So there you go. That's how slab shelf works. I feel like they do pretty well at card shows. You put that on your table right there. Yeah, totally, totally. Anyway, I mean, that's uh, – so I want to – let me just get back to the chair here. So thank you, John. Thank you, John, for sending me that. That's awesome. I'm going to I'm gonna use that uh, and enjoy that quite proudly. I will put on some cards 
that are um, you know the real deal. But I, I think it's just so neat that you send those uh, you send those cards to really customize it for 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 your your friends. That's just wicked. So thank you to John. All right, we're gonna go through some comments, Ryan, because I've been ignoring them as I've been doing my putting my slab shelves together. Sounds good. So let's see, and we'll get some comments more about the slab shelf, I am sure. Uh, Tyler says, saw your dad open never dead hockey package. They sent him really cool. I've been buying vintage packs to go with my dad. It's cool to enjoy the hobby with your dad. No yeah, doubt absolutely. about it. Actually, I'm going to skip ahead to the slab shelf stuff. So Tampa says, I'm on the slab shelf website right now. It looks pretty cool. Adventures with Troy. The slab shelf looks sweet. Collection SML. That's nice. Yep. Tampa says that's insanely cool that he added the slab photos of your cards. I'm impressed, right? I know. Totally. So cool. So cool. Joe Pro, Ikea moment. Yes. John says, love the click. Yes. You heard that click. That's when you knew I had it. That's when you knew I, I was putting this thing together properly for sure. <laughs> At least he's wearing shorts and did not just jump up in his underwear. No, I did not. But if you saw my socks, my socks do not match my shorts. I'm wearing Stan Makita socks today. My Stan Makita socks, everybody. Adventures of Troy says, Jeremy, you require eight to ten more slab shelves for all the cards you are buying at the National. I need like eight to ten hundred more slab shelves. Not for the just ones I'm buying, but for all the cards that I have, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, Kyle Brown says, that looks awesome. I need one. John Bear, so glad you like it. You're very welcome. Thank you again, John. And John says, check us out on Instagram, at Slab Shelf, everybody. Check them out. Give them a follow and uh, place an order. Place an order, for sure. We have Mitchell Trout joining us, podcast listener here. Pumped to catch a live show. See, I, I love when we have a podcast listener join the live because, Mitchell, as you know, I appreciate the podcast listeners. It's amazing how many people listen to the show on, on, on podcasts. It blows my mind, actually. It's like... We get, we get at least 600 people listening to this show on podcasts, which considering how many we get on YouTube and, and Facebook and Insta and uh, Twitter kind of blows my mind. So I want to thank all the, I want to thank you, Mitchell, but it's such a treat when somebody actually comes and uh, comes over from the podcast and, and, and watches the show live. Very cool. And Lapper says, very nice shelf. I feel like I'm old saying that. <laughs> that nice shelf. <laughs> too funny. Too funny. All right. Ryan. Yeah. Again, thank you to John from Slab Shelf, guys. Give him a follow on Instagram. Check out the product. Uh, I I'm happy with it. I'll I'll probably be picking up a few more for myself. So, um, but okay, let's keep on going. Let's go through the comments, Ryan. We'll address the ones that are directed at you, and then we'll talk about the card shows you've been to. Sound good? Perfect. All right. All right. So, where do we leave off here? Chad, uh, you're at the upper deck one. The upper deck one. Uh, well, let's do this one first. He says, the National keeps getting better. Hulk Hogan was just added. Any tips on the TriStar Autos when there? It'll be your first National. So, Ryan, have you been to the National before? I have. I went back in 2019. And that was I was there, too. That was a great show. Did you go to the TriStar Autograph Pavilion and get any autographs? I have not gotten an autograph yet at any show. So yeah, usually I that. just focus, I focus on the cards, not the autographs. Although I would do want to document it in the future and just take so much time going through line and then getting the autograph and then walking away and everything getting back to working with deals. So I'd rather focus on the cards for now. Maybe in the future, if I get more time at some shows then I can add in like autograph elements, meeting the different people that are there and documenting that as well. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. So to chat, I have no tips on the TriStar autographs. I, I, I walk by there 
and it looks like it's a lot of fun. There's a, there's tons of people. There's several lineups going on at any given time because there's multiple autograph autograph uh, guests uh, signing at any given time. So my only tip is probably get there early and get and go wait in line if that's how you want to spend uh, your time there. Um, just and watch the, my my biggest tip is actually watch the calendar. Make sure you know the schedule of who's signing when and and be there on time. But uh, look forward to meeting at that the at the national chat. Tyler says, saw your dad opening the Upper Deck package they sent him. So tell us a bit about that. What's the story here? Yeah, so Upper Deck had a like a promotion giveaway, and they were talking about, you know, fathers that inspired their kids or inspired other people to get into the hobby. So I sent Upper Deck some information about my dad, how he owned an LCS back at the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, he actually exited the hobby uh, when things started crashing. He sold off all his cards, including like one of his prized possessions, which he claims would grade like an eight or a nine of a Sandy Koufax rookie card, his favorite card to this day. And um, he didn't get back into the hobby until I was born. And when I was born, he used to take me to the Oldsmar flea market and take me to a few other local card shows over there. He used to be one at like a big top flea market as well. And he got me into cards. So I told Upper Deck about that story on, you know, he used to be in the hobby, loved cards for a while on the shop. And then when everything kind of went way down, he got out of it and then got me into the hobby when I was born. And refound the hobby he once loved and you know that's how i got into vintage cards because my dad told me about you know the horror stories what happened in the 90s and how vintage is golden you know there's only so many vintage cards out there you always go after the best of the best because someone 20 or 40 years from now still wants a sandy koufax rookie card he's one of the best pitchers of all time you can't say that about a prospect no i uh, completely agree i completely agree and you know uh uh, Rich Klein, who is a, a, a viewer of the show, he's a, an, an older industry stalwart, been around a long time. He works. He, he he's worked for Beckett. He's wor- like he worked with Doctor Beckett at the beginning. He's worked for he works with Com C now. He writes for um, GTS uh, GTS on their website. Anyway, he's he's just an industry veteran. He sent me a message basically today saying, you know, I'm impressed with your guest Ryan Nolan, and you know, a lot of people are impressed with you because you're a young guy who really appreciates and dives right into the vintage. So just want to let you know that. Let's keep going. I was going to say, Klein's awesome. I mean, he helped uh, get me into that uh, Dr. Beckett dinner back at Dallas. So it was him and then Jeff from Sports Card Investor. They both let me know about that dinner, sent an email to Beckett, and I was able to attend that. So again, thank you guys, both of you guys for getting me there. Very cool. Mosaic Mind, saw saw made in live in 86, 88, 91. Oh my God, I'm going to subscribe <laughs> to Ryan's channel just for the shirt and the name I'm sure his content is great too. It I is. I mean, he, he takes you into the card shows. It, it, it it's pretty awesome for sure. Orv says that there's a card show in my hometown in a couple of weeks. That is true. It's a one day on Sunday. I'm sure you're not going to cross the border into Canada for it, Ryan. But maybe in the future, maybe you'll come to the Expo well, in Toronto in November. That's what I'm trying to do. So uh, I'm, yeah. I actually got my first COVID shot today, and then I'm going to get another one right before Nationals, so I can start doing some other things in Chicago that are kind of closed down. Um, but I know you have to get the COVID shots before you go up up north. So that'll be yep. good there. For sure. For sure. Uh, Sanderson, uh, Eric wants me to tell Charles that Wayne Gretzky is awesome. Charles, Wayne Gretzky is awesome. You don't need me to tell you that for sure. It, that's too funny. They're arguing on Clubhouse. You guys are, you, sh- you should be watching this. You're not supposed to be in Clubhouse right now. I'm messing. You, you guys do whatever, do, do Clubhouse. It's fun. To, you, you can actually do both at the same time. That's for sure. Dallas Massey says, what are the two hottest sports cards right now? Ooh, so I don't know. The, the hottest Otani? one, I'd say definitely Otani cards are the hottest with the baseball card market and then basketball card market because Gary Vee and Sasha have been talking about them a lot. The tops Chrome LeBron. I've heard 
a lot of people talking about that just all online. Oh, I need to get a LeBron Chrome now because both, you know, two of the biggest influencers are talking about that. Devin Booker must be hot too right now, right? I think so. I've seen some advertisements. I see a lot of people trying to sell stuff. I guess they recently spiked. I'm not a basketball guy. I focus mainly on baseball and then vintage on other sports. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. Uh, top 40 fan. Pick four guys as Ryan cheers with your growing golf card collection. Do you have an 81 Don Russ, Jack Nicholas rookie card yet? It's a must have for any golf collection. I do have one. I picked up at a show a while ago. But he's got a card from like 73 or 71 or something like that. There's some other uh, ones too. The Barrett Jack, the Barrett something or other. That looks pretty that's a pretty nice two that I, I would consider that to be the actual rookie, but that's just me. We can all have those differences, those differing opinions. What else we got here? Jose Uribe in a slab, golden <laughs> Shaquille Oatmeal. Welcome to the show, Shaquille Oatmeal. What a great I don't know. Name. Who's this, Ryan? Ryan Nolan Stan says, oh, my God, Ryan is cuter than Justin Bieber in his prime. Do you know who I this don't know. is? I asked, I asked my girlfriend if that was her, and it wasn't. So I have no idea. You've got you, you've got a fan. It might be uh, <laughs> Tracy Shamer, someone that likes also likes our boy Joe Perot. All right. We're going to just get past some of these. Oh, wow. Lots of comments, guys. Y'all are active. <laughs> awesome. I really appreciate it. There's Mitchell Trout again. Thank you again, Mitchell, for coming over from the podcast world. Willie T says, Jeremy, are you familiar with overtime grading? New grading company out of Alberta. Willie, I saw a post about it in a Facebook group, and I do know the uh, the gentleman behind it. So, yes, I am familiar, but just, just from a cursory uh, reading of a YouTube, uh, sorry, of a Facebook post. Uh, Tampa asked John a question. Are the slab photos of cards an actual add-on option when ordering slab shelf? He goes on to say, that would be fun. Those were just the promo... For the promo kits, if you order, it would just be the slab shelf, which makes some good sense. Bobby Burrell says, get an auto. You won't regret it down the road. What was that? I don't know what that's about. Do you? Maybe he's thinking of a Nolan Ryan auto. Maybe. Or, uh, or TriStar, probably. Oh, TriStar. Tri thank you, Ryan. Thank there you, Ryan. Go. Thank you, Bobby. Good to see you, as always, my friend. Bobby's Bobby has contributed to a few items on my back shelf there. Uh, I like I like collecting hobby history items in, in in addition to card to cards. And Bobby has been uh, Bobby's been my dealer. Bobby's my dealer. That's where I go. What, to what, what hobby uh, industry items do you have over there? Well, it's so if you can you see that little thing right above my pen? It looks like a silver. That's yeah, actually a little, a little mini figure uh, that came from the Opichi factory in like I don't know what year exactly. But they were made for staff for the staff of the company, and uh, it's a little bubble boy. I'll grab grab it and show you. Yeah, honestly, it is, it's super fragile because it's got this glass bubble, and I didn't pay zero for it, so I got to take care of it. But this little guy here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a little pewter, uh, the Opichi uh, mascot, I guess you could say. Got this little. See, it's got a little bit of the the paint is already chipped off there, but it's got Opichi engraved right right there. So this came from Bobby along with my my Opichi hockey jersey that's right there. It's so hard to point properly. And then I've got a, I've got some other old bubblegum boxes from companies that went on to make sports cards, hockey cards specifically. And I have an umbrella, a big umbrella that would have sat outside the Opichi factory where the employees would have gone and sat at the like the picnic table for lunch with the umbrella sticking out that I that I own as well. Kind of neat stuff that I picked up from uh, from our guy Bobby Burrell. That's really cool. 
What else we got here? Joe says they should make a movie of the Dr. Beckett <laughs> dinner that you went to. Yeah. You know, I, Dr. Fun. Beckett, he invited me to that. But of course, I, I couldn't cross the board at the time. Otherwise, I would have been there. I, I really wanted to be there. What were, why don't you give us your uh, your kind of synopsis on, on how was that dinner? What were some of the big takeaways for you? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that we were talking about is kind of like the role of influencers in the hobby. Should someone being out there promoting cards, should they be transparent? Like if they own cards in the collection and if they're selling it, because there's been people, unfortunately, in the hobby that will promote a card and then the next day will sell the to do like a pump and dump and using users as leverage is they want to sell a prospect. Let's say someone's 24, 25 years old. They aren't having a chance making the Hall of Fame, but they have 30, 40 of these cards. They'll promote this guy as the next big thing card prices go up if they have a lot of followers and then sell it off. Um, so there's a discussion about that and how different approach on like what we should do and how like Beckett did that. in back in the day, like what they should be doing with a price manipulation, if they sold something for X, you know, things like that, how um, sports card investors, how they don't have their employees for 30 days, um, pretty much buy, sell or trade pretty much the cards that they're promoting. So it's all about transparency and what we should be doing in the hobby trying to make it better. And we also talked about how people came into the hobby at the high, uh, whether it was last year or earlier this year where card prices were extremely through the roof. And then if you look at like modern basketball, um, and say Luca cards, whether they're like $1,800, now they're $600. You're talking about a $1,200 loss. And for people that are brand new into the hobby, they followed everyone's advice, buy Luca, buy Luca, buy Luca without doing their own research. And then completely crashed down to $600. So someone lost $1,200 as their first card. Are they going to really want to stay into the hobby long-term or do they want to now take another chance on another card that someone is promoting out there? So a lot more like transparency within the hobby, which is really important. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was it uh, a bit of a highlight for you to meet Dr. Beckett, the man himself? Oh, absolutely. And I have to look over here. I actually have an autograph card he gave everyone. It was really, really cool. Um, let me see if it's over here. Rage, while you're doing that, Rage says, I'm back. I might have a sweet Solani in the works for you, Jeremy, in the new, near future. That's cool. I I have a very small Timu uh, PC, my favorite athlete of all time, but uh, look forward to seeing what you might have from your Rage. So check this out. I mean, it, it was awesome. He met everyone individually and then gave everyone a signed card. Um, not sure what set this came from. Let's say 2005 or something like that from Tops. Oh, I think it's Archives or something like that, but really awesome. He signed it met everyone, talked to everyone for a few minutes. And then if you guys want to watch these talks as well, they're on Dr. Beckett's podcast. Um, I think there's like four or five different podcast episodes. He's split up with 15 minutes each. Yeah. Highly recommend you watch it because well, you I don't remember. You can't watch it. You can listen to it. They're audio only yeah. just to be, just to be clear on that. But I did listen to them all. There's yeah. Like you said, there's five or six of them. And um, I found them real. I, I, I felt myself just wanting more. I wish he would have done more of them or let them go a little bit longer, but he, he keeps to it. He's, He's, he's very disciplined in his 15-minute maximum uh, podcast length. So that could be another topic. If anyone wants to try to build like a dinner or Dr. Beck wants to do that at the National, there's a lot of content creators coming. It'd be really fun to do. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure something will, will, will happen. Uh, Lapper says, Top Scrum LeBron. Who would have known it's a card to own? <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. Mitchell Trout, random question. Do either of you treat older PSA slabs different than the newer ones? If so, how? Uh, don't treat them any different myself. No, but I do prefer the newer ones. I just find them to be nicer, but I think you can get deals on some older ones. Cause I know I'm not, I'm not alone that where, where the preference is on the newer ones. Uh, anything from you on that, Ryan? Uh, I look at the serial number on it. So what I've noticed at least on both some modern and newer cards, uh, the serial numbers that start with zero, they're a little more lenient 
after that, they've started getting a lot more stricter. So I'd prefer to have a newer label, but at the end of the day, it's a slab cased over card. Buy the card, the grade is additional thing on top of it. Yeah, that, that, that's the golden rule right there. The other thing is a lot of people uh, are taking old slabs and having them re-slab. The serial number will stay the same. So if you see a the current version of the slab with a serial number, like Ryan said, the stars with a zero or a one, you know that that's an older slab. The new slab started in like the two two six or so, somewhere like that. Elite Hunters wants to say hello to Ryan. Good evening. What's up, welcome, James? Elite, welcome, Elite Hunters. Uh, beat the house says astute sir the 71 jack nicholas is the true rookie from barrett and company a beautiful card yes it certainly go. is don't have that one yet i don't have a ton of vintage golf cards but i've been trying to add to it that's cool says where are the queen elizabeth rookie cards or are they here <laughs> princess elizabeth card i have a queen elizabeth uh rookie card i get the bottom of it's a rookie but i have a 52 tops look and see it's very cool it's awesome very cool that, card one talks about it <laughs> that worked. All right. So, so Charles now realizes that Wayne Gretzky uh, is an excellent player. Uh, Tampa says, does anyone have any Hasek Broder? Also, Madonna, I'm looking at, okay. Yeah. Do some shopping on the show. No problem at all. <laughs> hey, Tampa, all investors. Says, yeah. I was to say, if you want me to look for those cards at the show, I have a link on, on my description talking about like investing cards. You put them down there and I'll look for you at a show. There, there you have it, Tampa. Reach out to Ryan on his channel. He will look for cards for you while on his card show exploits, which we will get to these card shows in a few minutes. I promise you all that. Jordan says, how many cards do you currently have a PSA? Which cards are you most excited to get back? How about you, Ryan? I don't have any there. I have about 300 or so. So my most excited card that I want to get back is going to have to be my either 1933 Lefty Grove or my Frank Robinson rookie cards, just because I think they're going to grade pretty high. Found them at shows, so I think it'd be kind of cool to compare it with the video, let's say, I made last year, and then compare it to the slab and see how I did. There you go. All right, good stuff. And uh, Chris says, random question for me. What is your dream hobby-related item that isn't a card? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Like, you know, people people always say, why would you spend so much money on a patch card when you can buy the whole jersey for less? Like, I don't collect whole jerseys. I collect cards, so I don't care what the jersey sells for. I want the card. I have a few jerseys, sure. Sorry, that shoulder there. But they're it's different. They're, I don't want them in cards. So, uh, but this, for this question, my dream, you know, I do like ho hobby historical items. Uh, an original Jefferson Burdick um, uh, publication where he where he went through and um, really came up with the the different um, nomenclature for the different cards in the set. I'd be interested in in in, a, in one of those. That would be really cool. Otherwise, I'll have to think about that one. But a fun question for sure. Terry Fortune wants a bubble boy. <laughs> Terry, you have a card I want. I think you know which one it is. So maybe does he can... have? He has the. Wayne Gretzky, uh, exquisite uh, tribute RPA that came out in I think 2009, maybe no, not 2009, maybe 2012 in the cup. So it's an it's an art, it's a out of 25, a Gretzky RPA, all Oilers, just a beautiful card. Dang. We could talk, we could talk that that might that might pry the the bubble boy from me. I know I'd have to throw in quite a bit, but anyway. That's cool. Says the card vending machine is the best item on the hunt for one. Yeah, I have the vending. I have the vending machine right there. That that, that and that what right there. And that's actually like an original from the '60s. Rich Frank likes them and the San Diego Chicken cards. Yeah, okay, why not? Luca base down to six hundred dollars. So interesting. 
Teddy says, always great show content, Ryan. Love the sports card jet setter lifestyle. What sparked this approach to content creation? Yeah, so um, I watched a lot of Casey Neistat vlogs a long time ago, and uh, I was kind of like influenced with his type of stuff. I saw how he did a bunch of different camera angles, kind of documented his whole entire life. And if you watch like my first card show vlogs, they're very basic. I would go around, shoot video and everything, and just show a few different cards. And I think over time, it's kind of evolved because I want to do something different every card show video, just throwing an extra element here or there and try to make the video better for the viewers. And I kind of realized myself, if I'm going to watch a card show video. I'm going to actually go to that card show one day. So I want to see what's around the card show. I want to see what's the go-to place for food. What's around in that area? Is there any other activities to do just besides the card show? Because going to the show and finding cards, awesome. But there's more to a place than just the show itself. So I kind of want to evolve my content towards that. I also watch a few other content creators as well. And I try to influence elements of there. Uh, so there's another uh, videographer out there on YouTube called Peter McKinnon. Really, really great stuff. I don't have anywhere near the equipment that he has. But one day when I have the funds, I want to start adding in more extra shots like he does. And also, uh, many of you guys probably don't know who this is, the younger content creator, but Eric, he does some really crazy challenges. And that's kind of like where I got the idea to go to both Dallas and Atlanta because going to two different shows in two states within one weekend and going back to work Monday morning at 8 a.m., kind of a crazy challenge. So I want to start incorporating things like that as well. So let's talk about some of the shows you've been to over the last couple months. Why don't you take us through kind of your your hectic schedule? Uh, do you do you have it handy? Can you go or can you go through in your mind what shows you've been to in the last couple months? Yeah, let me just go on YouTube real quick and check the channel that I've gone to. I know the July schedule is pretty crazy, so I've been a little more uh, quieter the last month or so, but it's still kind of crazy. So last time we talked was the Dallas show. After that, I think I went to the Houston show a week or two after that. I went to a, a small local show, but didn't pick up anything uh, too good. Then I went to the Clearwater show, which is the biggest show in Florida right now. And then I also went to Columbus, Ohio, where I ended up meeting Card Collector too. So let's talk through some of those. So sure. first show we'll talk about is the Houston show. And this goes back to TriStar and what they are doing. So they had a big show every year. I think it's once or twice a year in Houston, Texas, about 200 or so tables uh, at that show is majority vintage, a lot of loose singles. It wasn't like the Dallas show, which is kind of interesting enough. Uh, I kind of assumed going into the, the TriStar show, that would be a lot of slab cards, a lot of really ultra high end, but it was more of your middle tier vintage and a lot of raw singles. So I had a lot of fun going through that show and um, I'll show you what I ended up picking up as well. Quick. So I got this right here. The Boy, Duke rookie. Oh, sorry, the Duke Snyder. Yeah, so the Duke Snyder rookie. I was really, really happy to pick one of those up. Been looking for it for a while, and I honestly didn't expect to find this card raw with that. Um, and what else did I pick up at that show? There's a few other singles and things like that. Um, but mostly it was kind of raw stuff. I know a few people were going around trying to trade, and some people were willing to trade at that show. People were still giving deals as well on the last day. The first two days at the show, I was there for the first day, but from talking to people, people were kind of high on their prices, but then they started going down. Um, after the days like that. So that's kind of how the rundown of that show went. Next show was the Clearwater show and that's in Clearwater, Florida. And that show is kind of like a more of a modern show, but a few vintage dealers there. Luckily enough, I found some boxing cards. So I don't have the Jack Johnson in front of me, uh, but I picked up two Jack Johnsons. I also picked up a Sullivan or two and a few other cards as well um, from different sports like that. Uh, but there's a lot more modern dealers in 
lot of money was going around at that show as well. Not as much as like earlier in this year or last year where you have people in backpacks dropping 20, 30 grand on cards. Uh, but there's some higher end transactions with that. Uh, but and a lot of modern was moving. At both of those shows, like what was the general sort of sentiment, the general, like the energy in the room? Was it a, are, did you note, are, are people excited about the hobby? May, are they a little bit, maybe a little bit more, more like nervous or how, like to, to, to spend money to buy cards or what were there lots of young people there? Like, give us a feel for the, I guess the energy in the room. Yeah, so the TriStar show was a bit of an older audience, but the Clearwater show is a bit of a younger audience. That kind of goes back to what each show is selling. Um, to, from talking to most people, everyone's really, really excited for the national. I like it, People are preparing for it. A lot of the dealers, some of them are saving up capital for the national itself. They're like, oh, I don't really want to buy cards right now because I know I'm going to be going to national. I already have my stockpile ready to go for that. Um, a lot, same with trading too. A lot of them aren't really ready to trade because they're like, look, I don't want to trade this card. I know within a month or so I'm going to get full cash at the national for whatever price I put on it. People will pay above comps. So you do have to deal with that, but each show has their own demographics on that side of thing as well. But I think the primary thing is everyone just so excited to see what happens in another month or so. And uh, you know, whether they're going to be able to sell all their cards, all their cases, make some big trades for some huge cards that they've been looking for. We'll see. Tampa wants to know what's the name of the Clearwater show and how often do they run it? Yeah, so that is the Bay Area Card Show. is run by a guy named Redbeard. They have it once a month. Also, he announced recently that they're going to have a 400-table show in Tampa as well. Him and Mealy Pops are running that show. So it's going to be at the Tampa Bay Convention Center. All right, very cool, very cool. Okay, so that covers off, um, what was that, Houston and uh, Clearwater. and Clearwater. What was what were the next ones you went to? So I went to a few other smaller local shows, but I didn't pick up anything too good. So I didn't want to make a video out of it. But what um, about, but still tell us about the energies of these smaller local shows. Yeah. So one I went to today was a small local show in Orlando. There's only like 20 tables or so. Um, it's kind of rainy outside. So a lot of people didn't end up going to that, but uh, most people are just trying to sell off inventory. There it was kind of like an outlier compared to the other shows. The other show I went to was the Tampa show and just like Clearwater and kind of like Houston as well. People are pretty much excited for national um, Tampa show also had the younger crowd that show only has like one or two vintage dealers. So it's more of your backpackers trying to wheel and deal and trying to get uh, let's say basketball type cards or football cards because football season is about to start as well and trying to wheel and deal with that. All right. Uh, Elite Hunter says, what's going to be your budget of the nationals? So two things here, first of all, and I, I say this, I say this with, with respect to everybody. It's not called the nationals. It's not plural. It's called the national. There's no, there's no competitive um, athletic tournament going on at, at, at the national sports card, sports collectors convention. It's simply the national. Um, so that's for, but the second thing, elite hunters, as for uh, the budget. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably going to bring about a hundred million dollars. I might buy Com C with that money. Or maybe I'll buy some cards. We'll see. How about you, Ryan? What's your what do you, do you want to share your budget? Is that something you're comfortable talking about? Honestly, some of it depends on what cards I sell. And then since I recently started my job, how much that paycheck is going to be used towards uh, the national or not. Actually, before the national, I have the two shows, Atlanta, Dallas. And then the week after, I'm going to be going into a show in Iowa. Uh, so I might be selling some of my vintage cards and using those funds towards those shows. But you never know what you find at a show like a Dallas or Atlanta or Iowa right before the national. So I don't really have a set budget in mind. I know if I need to get more capital, I'll sell one of my cards 
maybe a little bit cheaper than I wanted. And maybe it's a PC card, but if I need to get another card that I really, really want, it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Good plan for sure. And I guess a lot of it comes down to what happened. You know, it, it does come. What, what sort of activity are you going to have between now and then? And there's going to be, you're, you've got, you've got some shows to go to. So you might sell some cards for some money. You might have more than you even think. So it's tough to, it's tough to say as for myself, I'm going to, I mean, it, it's like PayPal and credit cards. So, you know, I don't really go with a budget in mind. And I, I you should, I, I recommend you do go with a budget in mind. But to me, it really comes down to if I see a card that I really, really need that costs me way more than I thought I'd spend, I'm going to find a way to get that card somehow, some way. But um, but anyway, and Elite, I'm not picking you I'm not picking on you for calling it the Nationals. Um, a lot of people do that. And but um, it's just it's just simply called the National. OK, uh, let's keep on going here. And then we'll, I, I do want to hear about your experience at Card Collector 2 at Ryan Johnson's shop in Ohio and the trade night, but let's just run through a couple of more questions first. Adventures with Troy says, uh, Ryan, what is your will not sell or trade card? Yeah, so my number one card, which I'm not going to sell or trade, is my John Clarkson at 1887 Old Judge. Just so hard to replace those cards. I mean, you're not going to go into a show and find it. There's so many limited uh, dealers that deal with pre-war alone, and then you're talking about that as well. Another one, so I showed it on the last episode. If you want to take a look at it closer, is the Walter Johnson, uh, which I ended up trading for at Dallas. It just, it's a memory from spending all day to acquire those items. And then because of the back, it's a very low pop. Walter Johnson is the greatest pitcher of all time, and that's staying in my PC forever. Uh, but those two are my main ones. There's other cards that I would like to keep. But at the end of the day, even if a pop reports 500 or 1,000, there's other of those out there. And if I have to give those up to acquire a card that I've been looking for for years, I'm going to do that. It's such a beautiful card. I love the yellow background on it. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, okay. Tampa says, can we see the card vending machine or is it too heavy to pull out? No, it's not too heavy. I've got some things on it. Tampa, we'll do it another time. So do hit me up on it another time. And I promise I will, I will give you a closer look at it. Uh, Elite says, who are you looking forward to meeting at the national? To you, Ryan. To me. All right. Well, honestly, I'm just ready to meet a lot of different YouTubers. I'm in a one group chat right now with people that I've watched content for for a few years. So just to be able to go out there and meet these people. Um, back in 2019, I wasn't a YouTuber, so I didn't really have the opportunity to go out there and have that mutual connection. I mean, sure, I could have walked up as, let's say, a fan or walked up as just someone in the hobby. Uh, but just in general, being able to meet other people that create content is the biggest thing. Is that is that the chat group that that I just went that I just got yeah. into recently? Yeah. So I added you into that one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So and and I'll I'll take the question too. For me, yeah, I, I, just like Ryan, I'm looking forward to meeting all all the all the other content creators I've met for sure. But I'm also really excited to meet people that have watched uh, sports cards live and have I feel like I've gotten to know through the chat through the Facebook group. And um, people leaving comments on videos and all that. So that's who I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting just everybody that I've in, encountered virtually over the last year and a half, pretty much. Fun question. Thank you, Elite, for that. Bobby says, the Oak Premier Gumball card vendor is a must. That's something that I think I've seen at Bobby's booth in the past at, at, at Expos in Toronto. And yeah, I would love to have one of those for sure. We did that one. Peter McKinnon is great. Check out JR. Ali, I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, there you go. There you go. Good stuff. Rich Frank says, 
football is the devil. All right. <laughs> That's the water cool. boy. Vintage pre-roar is gold, and not just because it's in my name. <laughs> Love the old miscellaneous tobacco releases. Definitely cigarette cards are very cool. I agree, Rich. I agree. I, I'm a livestock breeder, so I love the animal dog ones. Yeah, that's cool. There's, back then, there were cards made for everything, you know, like flowers had cards back then even. And that's what I learned. Um, one of the dealers at the Houston show uh, primarily did all pre-war, and he was showing me some of the different cards and how in the United Kingdom and Europe in general, they have their own like card societies where they trade not only sports cards, but they have other things like that. And it was kind of cool to see it. Also, I had full collections of it there, which were all duplicates. It's, it's an amazing collection. Amazing. Amazing. So Joseph says you need 200 to $500 per day that you were there. And I think what he's talking about here is really just um, the cost of being there, right? Because it all depends. Everyone's going to have a different card budget. But if Joseph is talking about what you need like to get into the show, hotel, um, food, those sorts of things. And maybe a little bit of money to spend on cards, but you know, nothing, not buying any kind of four or five digit cards. I think that's what Joe's saying. And that might be a good sort of benchmark uh, to go by. Makes some makes sense that. to me. Tampa wants to know, Ryan, do you post what shows you're going to before you actually attend? I'm curious so I can have a heads up for Florida and Minnesota shows. You frozen? Right, sorry, I lagged. Yeah. yeah, I lagged out for a second. All right, so what was he saying? He, like, do you post the shows you're going to in advance so that uh, he can have a heads up for Florida and Minnesota shows? Yeah, I, I need to start doing that a little bit better just because of like, the scheduling thing. Um, so I'm going to start posting it in the description and also have a tab on my website which shows uh, what shows I'm going to. I have a directory on my website with all the different shows in each state. It's so much work contacting all the different people putting together the show, making sure that the show is still on and everything. But it's something I want to work towards towards the end of the year, um, having that updated weekly. Your, your internet isn't so good right now. Uh, your, your Wi-Fi is, is is conking out on you a little bit, Ryan. But um, uh -oh. maybe, uh, I don't know if anyone in, in your house there or, or wherever is using uh, like Netflix or anything like that. But if so, maybe you could ask them to stop if they would be willing to. All right, let me, let me find out for a second real quick. Okay, I'm going to go to the next question here. Mitchell Trout, how do you people classify cards from the 90s to the 2000s? Mostly what I collect seem too new for vintage, but too old for modern. Yeah, that's a great question, Mitchell. And to me, it's like the 90s is right in between vintage and modern. So, you know, and you have the, the real junk wax era in the first half, and then you have like the creative era in the second half. So to me, you, you classify it as the 90s. I think that's a standalone uh, era of sports cards, at, le at least for myself. Joe looks forward to meeting both of us. That's nice. Joe, definitely come check me out. I will be headquartering myself at the Iconic Auctions booth, which will be in the corporate section. Good friend, uh, basically basically brothers to me, uh, run that booth, and I will be uh, headquartered there and doing some um, having, having like a presence for Sports Cards Live. So come check that out for sure. Tampa. You broke my heart. Just kidding. I'll remind. Yeah, do remind me, Tampa. We'll do it. I promise. We'll do it. I promise. We will. And Mitchell Trout says, also funny to actually see you in the comments and not Jeremy referencing your comment in the pod. You are, you add good thoughts. Awesome. Good stuff. Okay, so tell us a little bit, Ryan, about uh, you went to card. I mean, it's not a card show, but Trader Nights at great card shops are similar to card shows. So tell us about, and you did your video on it so we could see it for ourselves. But let's hear it like kind of, again, 
the energy, the feel of the hobby that you got from being at that trade night? How many people were there? How awesome is the shop? What's Ryan like? And he's been a guest on my show, so I have my own, my, you know, I've had, I, I, I know him a little bit. Why don't you speak to that? Yeah, so I actually went to a card show up there. I didn't go to his trader night. His trader night was during the week. I had to get back for work. So what I ended up doing, I flew out to Columbus Saturday morning, and there was a card show there. I know Ohio has a vintage-only card show, uh, but it got canceled this year. And this show is like every two or three months. The one I went to, is, I think it was Hilliard, Hilliard or something. This show kind of surprised me because it was 90% vintage, 10% modern. And we're just talking about a local card show there probably about like 80 or a hundred tables, but almost everyone had vintage there and there was very, very limited uh, modern presence. And I was, I was kind of surprised. And I have to say, this was like probably the most packed local show I've been to in a very, very long time. I mean, you can look up the clips yourself. Like it was hard walking through the rows. I mean, the excitement here for the vintage at this market was like through the roof. And it wasn't just like your normal baseball or football vintage. I mean, there was golf vintage there's boxing vintage i mean there was also what was another sport that was there vintage wise wrestling a little bit like that like you found every sport just not your main four sports that people collect out there and it was a lot of fun another thing i saw out there which was kind of different than most of the other shows was a lot of people were selling singles and booklets or complete sets so a lot of people that are set collectors were sitting down and trying to figure out what cards that they needed to finish completing their vintage sets now from the dealer's perspective a lot of people were really, really excited for the national, like the other shows. Um, but these dealers are saying, look, this is my last show right before nationals. I'm not going to go to Dallas or Atlanta. Uh, again, they're further up north, so it kind of makes sense from their perspective. I'm just going to pack everything away and get ready to go to that show because it takes so much time to prepare. I mean, I can only imagine having it, what's five or six days at the national that you have to be there. You load in what, Tuesday? What's that? Say again? You load in what Tuesday for the national? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tuesday yeah, and it opens on Wednesday. Yeah. So Tuesday through Sunday, just being at the national, it takes a lot of preparation. Uh, so I only can imagine from their perspective. Uh, but everyone there was pretty much ready, saying that they have all these singles, graded cards, ready to go. Um, but just from the vintage standpoint, I have I have not seen that much vintage at a show itself, and it was so packed for the building size. I could see that show expanding in the future. And I've heard just talking to a few people that this show's been on for like twenty or thirty years, which I didn't even realize that when I. I booked to go up there. So it was really cool with that. Um, after that, I toured a few other card shops, but I kind of want to talk about Ryan Car Collector too, because many people watch his content on YouTube. It's really great. I remember back in 2019, I watched his card show videos on the national uh, just to see if I was in any of the videos. Um, but Ryan was awesome. So on Sunday, I was supposed to fly out uh, at the Columbus airport at one o'clock so I could get back in time to edit and i didn't realize his card shop actually opened at 12 o'clock so i wouldn't have been able to go to his card shop um, but i messaged him he was more than happy to open up early and showcase like what's around his shop and everything like that and do an interview um really awesome guy like definitely if you aren't subscribed to ryan he's a true collector he's been going to the card shows also since he was very very young all the dealers know him and say he's a, he works with deals and everything like that so real deal there um but yeah so what there's a question here. Uh, Rich wants to know what are you what do you what do you refer to as when you say vintage? Define your your um, your scope of what vintage is. Yeah, so I try to look at vintage either 75 or 79 and older. Um, I have two different versions of vintage. I look at vintage from 79, we'll say to 48, and then pre-war anything before World War II. 
Uh, there was some pre-war there, but just not as much as the vintage there. Okay. Okay. No, good answer. I mean, that makes, makes a lot of, I, I, for me, a little bit different. I consider vintage to be 89 and before it just, to me, the eighties are, are vintage now. And, uh, and you know, it's kind of back before we had upper deck and, uh, and score and pro set and, uh, all these kind of leaf that kind of came in the nineties and all that. So, um, we talked when you were gone to to look at your internet. We were talking about what what do you call the '90s? Like it's kind of before vintage, sorry, after vintage, but before modern. And I kind of said to me, it's just the '90s. It's its own era. But Rich makes a comment that believes comics call the '90s the Copper Age. Which I mean, it, I don't know that the term Copper Age relates to sports cards at all. That to me, the '90s relates more to sports cards. But um, but if we could borrow something from comics, maybe that would make sense, or at least it's a good way to to think about it. Yeah, why not? I mean, there's so many comic collectors that are also into the yeah. sports cards. Joe loves me some pre-war American caramel and Cracker Jack issues. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, and Bobby says, I thought that was your... It might be, Bobby. I don't know what my machine is called. I'd have, I'd actually have to go look at it, uh, look at the bottom or the back to see what uh, what it's, what it's what the, who the manufacturer is. Beat the House says, how about an Illuminati set registry starting with the Queen, <laughs> the Bushes, the Clintons, Jay-Z, and yes... Shaquille O'Neal and Jay-Z and, and uh, Dwayne Wade, just for starters. Yeah, hey, fine. I'll, I'll get behind that for sure. Elite Hunter says, what's been your most memorable experience since doing YouTube aside from hanging out with me? That's to you, Ryan. <laughs> I just say hang out with the content creators in general. I mean, we you talk to people online and fans too. Like you talk to people online and then you get to meet them in person. And that's just what the internet and building out content has enabled you to do because the connections that you can start from this create friendships and people I talk to now on the daily that I wouldn't have known if I had never built out a piece of a YouTube video or made a tweet or talked in a discord server. And I think that's really cool that you're able to connect with people. You know, what's kind of neat that you just made me think of is that one of the, one of the beauty, beautiful things about the hobby is that we all have the cardboard in common, no matter whatever differences we may have for another aspects of life, we all if you collect sports cards, you have that in common and it, it's a great foundation for friendships if you guys get along and if two people can get along in general. But when you add content creation to your hobby activities, it's another thing that like that you and I have in common, that the content creators have in common, which like likely may, it can go both ways, but it can help, you know, can help solidify the relationship even even further because not only do you have the cardboard itself in common but you have the content creation in common so anyway i just thought that was something i'd, I'd discuss a little bit oh, absolutely teddy cardboard says ryan i see you branched out to vintage golf and boxing is this mainly for pc or do you see significant potential going outside the conventional big five right now it's my pc if cards end up moving across Europe, which I think it will within the next five years, I see it happening with the other. I'll, I'll kind of show you also, I wanted to kind of showcase this a little bit. I'm not collecting cricket cards also. So I'm I'm trying to get above the curve. Everyone's right now going after soccer cards. Everyone's going after other alternative sports. Cricket's the second biggest sport out there. And I'm collecting this for both PC wise and also like long-term growth. So I feel like within the next few years, some of these other alternative sports that say even like tennis or golf or boxing are going to really catch up to these other ones. I mean, if you look throughout the history of cards, boxing cards were produced the same exact time baseball cards were. If you look back in the Allen Ginters, there's boxing cards in there and there's boxing cards still being produced today. And if you didn't know, the first set 
Topps produced in 1951 was a full-on boxing set uh, before they had the baseball sets. I know you have technically the red backs and blue backs, and then you also have the team cards. But Topps made a full set just full of boxers, and you can find the Rocky rookie in it. And it just shows you boxing cards have been around for a very, very long time. It's just not something that's been popped up new. Is that the ringside set? It is. So actually, I can show it real quick. I have a ringside over here. Let's see where it's at. And when you say Rocky, you're not talking about Sylvester Stallone. You're talking about Rocky Marciano. Correct. I, I do own that card myself. I've had it for many years now. It's a it's a wonderful card. It's a beautiful card. Let me see. I think I have this over here. I'm just looking on my through my. Oh, there it is. I'll show. I'll, I'll share my screen and show a couple boxing cards that I have in my in my PC. Just since we're talking about it, why not show a couple of cards? One second, guy. Here we go. Let's see. So this is that's the Rocky Marciano card that uh, that Ryan is talking about. I'll take that off and uh, take that off and hide that. It's a wicked card. It's so cool. I don't have the back uh, readily available, but uh, Ryan, that's my copy of the Rocky Marciano. So my Rocky's somewhere else, but I have the Sugar Ray. Oh, that's so cool. So but cool. I love these cards. I mean, there's so much modern available, and there is also a lot of vintage available with baseball and football and basketball, but there's only so much of this stuff as well, and grab it while you can. I just love it. I'll show one more. This is my 48 Leaf Joe Lewis. It's a PSA 2. I had this graded myself, and you can tell the right side, top and bottom, it's pretty nasty. It's almost like someone dipped it in, like, wet mud or something, but... I don't. I think I got it like thrown in on a trade or something. I'm probably into the grading more than I am the card, but it's still a really cool card to have. Hey, if you want to move it at nationals or national, I'm interested in it. I almost, I almost slipped up right there. You're in. So uh, here, I'll show two more, uh, two more boxing cards that I have. I know you'll like this one. Yep, the Jack Johnson. Love Jack it. Johnson, the 38, uh, and then the 37 Joe Lewis, the Ardeth photo cards, which is just a such a cool card. I love those. I picked up a collection not too long ago. Earlier, I think it might have been, I don't know if it was earlier this year, late last year, and it was just a totally miscellaneous collection. But these two boxing cards, this one and the Jack Johnson, were in there graded just like Beautiful. this. And I thought, you know, it was a collection I bought for card show inventory. But whenever I do that, it's nice to find a card or two that can become PC pieces, and that's what uh, that's what those ended up being. So really cool to to kind of get them for basically for free when you think about it, because you know you buy a collection, you know you then sell most of the cards, and a couple you're left over with that become the gravy are basically free. So that's that's how I got those two guys, which are really awesome. Those are great cards. Okay, let's see what else we got here from the from the from the chat. Oh, sorry, before I do that, any other shows that you've been to that you want to speak to? I think those are the main ones. I mean, like I said, next month is crazy because it's four out of state shows. Um, so I was kind of light on traveling just because I had to save up for those shows and kind of prepare for it. Yeah, good. Okay, well, well, well it's funny because I mean, I'm going to see you at the national. Uh, we'll have you back on in, I don't know, on an after hours episode in August or September. So it'll already be so long since the July shows, but hey, we'll still discuss them because it'll, it'll probably right. be worthwhile. I was going to ask also, are you going to do a live show at the national? Well, so what I'm, I'm not going to do in my normal time slot because I'm going to be out on Saturday night doing stuff. So I'm not going to 
kind of be anti-social. Well, you know, be anti physically anti-social and go to my hotel room and do a show. Uh, but I will be set up, as I mentioned, at the iconic auctions booth. I'm going to have like a couple of like roll up banners so that people can find me. And I'm going to have a table, a computer, camera, mic, and I will be doing some live streaming from the show, but not walk around style, stationary style. And I just want people at the show to come join me, sit beside me, and let's talk about what you're the how you are doing the show and stuff you're picking up and any highlights for you. We just want to hear from people so that everyone at home can hear about the show through not just me, but my friends and and hobby contacts and people that watch the show, anybody. So that's, that's awesome. the plan. And I'm thinking I'm going to do it like I'm going to have, I don't know, my plan right now, and this is subject to change, will be like, okay, every day, because I'll be there every day of the show, I'll, I'm going to go live every day at, say, 11 a.m. and maybe at 4 p.m. again. So that's that's when I'll be at the booth for sure. Otherwise, I'll be walking around quite a bit myself. So, But that's kind nice. of the plan. All right. Tampa says, Jeremy, I really like how you called the later half of the 90s. I think you called it the creative half. Did you just make that up or is that jargon that I didn't know about? I think it's perfect. I just made that up, Tampa. That's uh, we 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 can uh, we can call that era the creative era starting right now. I just made it up on the fly. I'm glad you like it. Uh, Adventure of Detroit. Two more cards needed for my PC: a Jeremy <laughs> YouTube RC and a Ryan YouTube RC. I didn't know they made YouTube RCs, but if they do, I'll take a copy of Ryan's as well. I have I have a little league card which is around when I was That's a little. That's cool. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Ryan's uh, sorry. Tampa says a way to describe the fantastic insert heavy middle to the late nineties era. Some of the best cards ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Hey, the creative era. That makes, uh, I'll, I'll go with that for sure. Rich Frank says, didn't he kill somebody in the ring? I think I've heard that. Yes. About uh, Rocky Marciano. Someone sustained some serious life. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Right there. <laughs> there's his card. There it is. That's way awesome. back then. Man. Do you just have the one copy or do you have a stack of them? No, I just have the one copy. Uh, Jim wants to know, what cricket cards do you collect? I collect cricket goat Don Bradman. Yeah, I have a ton of Bradman. I mean, I, I have to pull out the stack over here. Uh, but I have one of his rookies, and I try to get like at least one copy of all his other cards when I can. That's cool. I've heard of him just recently because I'm seeing – maybe it's from your videos, but, um, you know – it's obvious that cricket, not obvious, I think it, it, it's it's well known. It's the second biggest worldwide sport behind soccer. But it's mostly like Australia, India, I believe, maybe maybe Africa. I don't know exactly where it's so where it's so big, other than those countries. I don't think it's big in the States or Canada. Maybe I don't know what about South America, not sure, but you know. It's similar to F1. Carvin, Carvin uh, Chung, who many people know, has has said that you know F1 will take off if sports cards are adopted by the Middle East. So I think the same kind of concept can be applied to cricket cards. Yeah, you're ahead of the curve if you're stocking up on them now, but you still need them to be adopted. The cardboard, the sports card medium needs to be adopted by the countries where they are the biggest that make them that make cricket the second biggest sport in the world. Otherwise, is any you know is anybody really caring or watching? So I think it's a cool zag. But let's see what you got. Yeah, I was going to show some of these. So it's funny enough, we were talking about ComC earlier. I probably have like 40 or 50 in my ComC account that I need to get shipped back. Um, just waiting for those top loaders. But you can see some of the different stuff over here. 
I like them because they're pre-war cards. Yeah, they're so, so cool, man. It's, it's like me and my music cards and my Hollywood cards. They're they're pre-war. They're colorful. They're just I love them. Yeah, you were showing uh, the music cards in that chat. I didn't even know you collected them. I remember you showed me your hockey cards, your baseball cards. It's like, my God, the stuff that you have in your collection. Been at it a while. Been at it a while. Rich Frank just sold my Jesse Owens RC. That's a, such a cool looking card. If it's the one I'm thinking of, love yep. it. One of your favorite athletes. I wonder. So, will you be picking up another one, Rich? Why? why and I'm, I'm just asking. Why did you sell it if it's your one of your favorite athletes? Tampa says, Ryan, what's your favorite show to attend so far and your favorite card shop? Great question. Ooh, all right. So favorite show. If the Ohio show was larger, I think it could be just because of the vintage side thing. I don't have to deal with more modern. And don't get me wrong. I like modern cards as well, but I mostly focus on vintage and pre-war. I think you have to collect both nowadays. You can't just ignore modern cards. You can't just ignore vintage and pre-war. Uh, but if that was expanded, it'd probably be one of my favorites. We're talking about like large shows right now, besides the national, because that's very, very up there. I have to say the Wisconsin show. And the reason for it is because people were willing to make deals and trade. The floor was all soft. It's not concrete. So at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're relaxed versus being really, really tired. And I'd say it's probably 50, 50 between modern and vintage. So you have a good mixture of both. And I really like that show itself. It just, what kind of sucks about that show is it's the same weekend as the large show in New York in August. So I'm not going to be able to go there. Kind of get a new audience with the New York side of things and meet some other creators that are up there. But I think I really enjoyed that show. So now, you're saying that the Wisconsin Dell show is happening again in August. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's happening, I think, August 22nd. But that's also, I think it's called the White Plains show in New York. Yeah. I don't remember the exact. I think that's August 22nd as well. So wow. it's kind that's of like cool. the dilemma. It's yeah. Well, maybe you got to do another, have another two and one, two shows in one weekend. But I, nice I wish. Hear, I'm glad to hear that the Wisconsin Dells show is 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 going to be. Seems like it's becoming a very regular show. And it's you mentioned the you mentioned the soft floor, the carpet at the Wisconsin Dells show. It is so. It makes such a difference on your feet and your knees and and your energy at the end of a show. The the national is is a concrete floor show unless you're walking around the corporate section sometimes you'll see some of that red velvety type of carpet which helps a little bit so when i'm at the national and i'm walking around i got to go from one end to the other i will go up a couple of aisles so that i can cross through the the corporate section to get that carpet under my feet instead of going just along the the, the vendor route to get uh, to where i'm going it's really important and it would be nice if all car shows could do that but these these facilities they will bring in carpet for you, but it's basically more more expensive than buying a new house. Like they charge an crazy. arm and a leg for these things. It's it's just crazy. Rich says, I've watched cricket a few times. I just don't completely understand it. Me too, Rich. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I lived in Australia for a year. Well, I traveled Australia for a year, watched a bit of cricket. Yeah, do not and did not understand it. Hockey guy says. Is the late 90s influenced by the fact Marvel was involved in some mid-90s rounds? Uh, 100%, that's exactly why the 90s were now calling it, uh, at least tonight, the creative era. It's because a lot of it is because the Arena Designs team, were when they were hired by Fleer, who also had some Marvel uh, properties, um, they, they worked with the people who worked on Marvel to design their cards. That's where the precious metal gems came from. The background. That. That's really, really cool. Yeah, it's very, very, very cool. 
Mitchell says, uh, is there a go-to site or forum to research print runs for, for un, sorry, for popular products? I remember the former upper deck employees said they didn't release those numbers. I mean, so if the Beckett magazine is the best place to go for, uh, for like either in like pack odds or print runs, or just really a search on eBay for me, or go to uh, what is it, uh, sports collectors daily. I, I think they, oh, yeah. what is it? I'd say, uh, was it digest or daily? One no, daily, the daily one. I, I think it's the daily one. I think they have, they have good checklists as well, but if there are no, no stated print runs, there's nowhere you can go to find them out. They just don't share them at all. Uh, Mitchell, damn, thanks. I was going to dive into my Chrome and find his numbers, but had a feeling they weren't. Yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. That was addressed. Hey, Logan, welcome to After Hours. Welcome, Logan. Great to see you. Logan will be at the National. I'll see you there. For sure, for sure. Uh, Mosaic Mind says, I haven't asked, but Ryan, do you have a full Nolan Ryan collection? I mean, I do and I don't. The only one that I'm missing in my like run is the 69. But I'm starting to think, though, I might start trading away some of my Nolan Ryans. And the only reason why is I look at some of the pop reports and how many are available compared to the cards that I really want right now. I kind of want to chase after the cards that I want and then go back, circle back, have a little bit more capital and can get higher grades. So yeah. I'm Nolan Ryan cards just to be able to get some of the big PC cards and then come back towards it. Fire sports cards. Hello to you. Good evening. Hey, welcome. welcome. Tampa says, I wouldn't have guessed that Wisconsin would be the best show. Wow. Let's see. That's why we have Ryan on here because he's bringing us the intel. And and yeah. we have to keep in mind, this is Ryan's assessment based on what, what he's looking at and liking. But, you know, he's do the other thing is, guys, go to his channel and watch his videos because he does these like documentary style videos that 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 really profile the show. But then I love, Ryan, how you then talk about the cards you're doing, the deals you're making, and then you bring in historical facts about these players, too. Like, your your videos are awesome, Thank man. You. You're, you're I just awesome. It. So what, yeah, what I, I want to talk about what's, or card shows in general. Look, for me, I like the older stuff. For someone that likes newer stuff, that's not the show for you. I know Sasha T was at that show and a few other big modern guys, and they didn't pick up cards there. So if you're looking for older stuff, that's the show for you. If you're looking for newer stuff, go to Dallas. What I what I like going for all these different shows, each show has its own personality, its own brand in a sense. Look for the show that matches up with your brand and look what you're trying to collect and go to that show. Just don't go follow everyone else to a show just because it's a big show. There you have it. Good advice. John Bear from Slab Shelf says, uh, Slab Shelf will have a setup at the New York show in August. Stop by. There you I go. Got you there. And uh, top 40 music fan <laughs> pick four guy says curling cards. Are, are there curling cards? It wouldn't surprise me. Would I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's something. Curling's a it's popular up here in Canada. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a, a curling fan, but when it's like Olymp Winter Olympics and they're gonna win, or or there's the 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 national tournament, I'll cheer for my uh, for my my local provincial team. Rich Frank says, "Coin that." <laughs> and then he says, "Creative, yeah, but is it the creative area or the creative era?" I think he meant era, Rich Frank. But uh, but hey. Appreciate the hashtag effort for sure. There Logan is curling Ward. cards. I looked it I, up. I, I like this. I've heard rumors that Ryan is being acquired by Collectors Holdings. Can you comment on this, Ryan? Uh, my lawyer advised me not to make any public comments right now. Well, Logan hears a lot of rumors, and I think he hears them in his own head. I think he makes up these rumors. It's a good way to get information, Logan. That was It's a great technique you came up with there. I love it. 
Let's see. Tampa says, a lot of people will do the math to find the unpublished print runs by going off how many total boxes were produced, sold, and how many, and backtrack a lot of print runs that way. That is very true. Reverse engineering the print runs is what I meant to say. Yep, exactly. People have done that. There's some good uh, threads on blowout forums on, on, you know, on, on various sets where people will do that. Matt Jones, just want to say hello. Been here for both shows. Learned so much. Thanks. For, hey, thank you, Matt hey, Jones. Thanks, Matt. Great. Yeah, great to have you, pal. Elite says, what set are you looking to get into that you haven't been able to add to the PC? That's a good question for you, Ryan. Ooh. I mean, I want to get some older Gypsy Queen uh, from pre-war. I mean, they look so, so cool. I also need to still get that Jack Johnson rookie. I think it's the 1909. I have his 1910 cards. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. But I think Gypsy Queen is up there right now for what I really want to get. Also, some of the Mayo cards from 1895, I believe that's the exact year. There's a few cards in that set that I want. I've only seen one at a card show, and I know with National coming up, I'm going to be able to catch some there. So hopefully make a big trade for one of those. Very cool. Uh, for myself, I don't have a T206 card, and uh, the the one I would like is the Ty Cobb, the red background, because the green background is just like way more expensive, and I think the the red one is just as nice. So I actually bid on the one uh, that's, that's with um, – Memory Lane, is it, sorry, I can't remember, is it Memory Lane that has the Dr. Newman collection up right now? I think it, I think is. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I bid on, I bid on uh, his Ty Cobb. I've already been outbid, but at least I got a bid in on it. So we'll see how that goes. What grade but, is that Cobb? Uh, I think it's a three and a half, a four or a four and a half, something like that. It's insane. I, I was yeah. going through it online. I was like, it's I went through it too. It, it's absolutely crazy. What a, what a great what a great uh, great collection he assembled, and his family's going to be very um, well off after the after they dispose of all those. Duncan Chino, welcome. Happy to have you in. Was Tim's interview any better than the, than the last time? I mean, the last time was pretty awesome, right? This one was very good too. Dunk, uh, check it out. Um, I thought it was really good. We it was a different style. We went we went through we went by the viewer comments and addressed just about everything. So yeah, I'd say. I'd say it was better than last time. Here we go. Top 40 music fan. Pick four guy says the Dells is great. Water park capital of the world. Bring your kids in August. Yeah, I want to go to that too. Pick four guy. Will you be there? And what music will be playing on your headphones? I'm dying to know. Oh, Tampa, Ryan, don't think you answered the second part of my question. The second part, what, what was your favorite physical card shop? Any state? Ooh, so I'm going to give a shout out to my original quote unquote LCS. It was a, actually a stand in the old Zamar flea market. Um, the guy's name was Mike. He's a Greek guy. Don't know exactly what his uh, card shop or his stand would be called. Um, but I know like as a kid, I used to go through his dime boxes. He'd give me cards for free and it just really got me into the hobby. So I'm always going to be forever like grateful just because I've been able to go to that and have that experience. I mean, you didn't have to do that. And because of that, I'm on the show today. I'm building out content and yeah, that's because that, that's why it's my favorite LCS. Well, Adventures of Troy says it's just so cool that Ryan is into vintage and has such great videos. Yes, it Thanks, is. Troy. That's why we have him here. That's why he's the official uh, card show correspondent for Sports Cards Live. Tampa just laughs at the concept of <laughs> curling cards, which I kind of do too. Might be uh, a who's pop. the goat of curling? No idea. Maybe someone can let us know. Sean Robb joins us, says, do you see a lot of hockey card sales at the shows you attend? Yeah, unfortunately, I do not. And maybe it's because I'm more in the South. Uh, there is some lightning cards because I'm from Tampa and people go walk around and want to get their lightning locals. Um, but like even the Ohio show, there's only a handful of 
uh, hockey cards there. Maybe it's because of vintage. Dallas, I don't really see much hockey cards, maybe one or two displays. And Wisconsin, I didn't really see. I Actually, Wisconsin had the most uh, hockey cards I've seen so far, and maybe that's because it's the farthest up north also because of that. But uh, not much hockey cards, surprisingly. I wish there was more. You know, it's funny. I was I was watching, of course, the Stanley Cup Finals is on right now, and the Tampa Bay Lightning are up three to nothing. So they're one win away from winning the whole thing. They're probably going to sweep the Montreal Canadiens. But what caught my eye watching the game, uh, it was game two, what was when the, uh, the, the sports network was kind of showing an aerial view of the Tampa Bay Stadium where the Lightning play and just how many fans there were outside like waiting to get in, celebrating, wearing their Tampa Bay Lightning jerseys, there were thousands of them. And I'm like, you know, there's a fan base there. Even in Tampa, there's a fan base for the hockey team. Uh, Maybe they're just not card collectors, but there were a ton of people there to watch that, to watch those games. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were going to talk about the Rays at first and how we can't draw anyone to our stadium. Um, But Which is funny, (laughs) baseball being America's pastime, maybe – are the lightning more popular than, than the rays? They are down here. And That's I'll tell crazy. you why though. There's a few different things. I mean, number one is the stadium location. So lightning stadium is right on the water. And the other thing too, and it's right downtown. Uh, the other thing too, is the owners always trying to go out there, sign the best players, work with the community and try to bring people in. Like with the Tampa Bay rays right now, they're just there in you know the St. Pete area, they're not out there trying to engage with everyone. At least from a lot of people in the outside perspective, and we're notorious for trading our players away, which I don't think is wrong. But if you're looking at how the normal baseball fan looks at it, normal baseball fan wants to have that career player that plays their entire career with the team as that hometown legend. What the Rays do best is they go out there and they'll have a player for a few years. They'll look at the maximum potential that they can get from a trade. They'll trade them right then and then grab prospects to rebuild for the next team which is good if you're a dire baseball fan because you're always in the playoffs. But from the fans' perspective, oh, the Rays just trade my favorite player. I'm not watching a game ever again. And it happens over and over again. So I think that's the big issue, the stadium. And then, you know, the fan base, because you don't have those players there that are going to be in their community for 10, 20 years that are engaging. And because of that, you're not building out that audience. So the Rays' way of playing baseball is also hurting their audience coming into the games. Fair. Makes a lot of sense. I know the answer to this question, but Mosaic says, Ryan, are all the cards of vintage sets you're collecting in slabs? Or are you only looking for graded cards? I mean, you you show more ungraded cards than graded, I'd say, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't discriminate whether it's a slab card or it's a raw card. Raw cards tend to be cheaper than slab cards. So right now, I'm on a limited budget. I'm going to buy the raw cards, and hopefully I get a higher grade. Hopefully they aren't trimmed or altered in any way. I try to do my best to make sure that they aren't. Um, but if there's a slab card and I need to trade for it, like let's say it's a lot higher end card, I'm going to still be able to do that. Am I going to be able to move the unslab cards? No, but it is what it is. And I'm more of a collector than anything with that. I, I collect for my own PC. Ryan, what's your oldest hobby memory? I mean, it has to be going to uh, the the flea market. I mean, I, like I said, I probably went when I was three, four years old. I, maybe early, I don't know. But like really, really young going to the flea market, probably every month just checking out what cards were in there. And when I was young too, I used to go through the Beckett magazines to try to find deals like, oh, who's underpriced in the Beckett magazine? I need to go buy their cards. And just had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I pick four guy who I've been having fun with tonight says that Engelbert Humperdinck is what he's listening to on headphones. That's I don't think that's top 40 music though, pick four guy. That really surprised me. Kind of kind of not 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 the music no, I, I no idea I who that is. To, yeah, not what I expect you to listen to. 
Uh, Elite Hunters, great show. I'll see you when you get into Dallas and save me that Tori Auto. Thank yeah, you for so, joining. Uh, I went to a card show today. This is the smaller one I was talking about. So Elite Hunters is a big fan of Tori Hunter. So I picked him up this card since I'm staying at his place. Is that why his name is Elite Hunters? Is Hunters part of the Tory Hunter? I don't know if it is or not. James, is it? I don't know. Let's see if he's still here. Maybe he'll let us know. Charles Fuchs says, any UFC cards? I don't have a ton. I picked up a few second years I found in like quarter boxes uh, just because of historic, like always a second, third year cards do go for a little bit of money. It's not as good as the rookie card, but for a quarter, you can't pass it up. Jennifer Jones is the uh, the goat of curling Manitoba represent. Yes, I'm familiar with Jennifer Jones. Rich Frank says, what about Pokemon? Are you seeing it move on your card show uh, travels? Yeah, there are dealers there that just focus on Pokemon. I have, I'll be honest with you. I really haven't talked to the dealers and asked them if they've been selling their Pokemon cards or not. I'm just in a completely different realm. I focus more on sports than other elements like that. Yeah. Tampa says, let's go, Tampa. Keep that cup in the country it belongs. Oh, boy. You're back really back. Let's go. Really poking the bear there, Tampa. You know, oh, boy. Well, hey, it belongs where it is. And where it is is the United States right now. It hasn't been in Canada since, I think, 1993. And, um, hey, or has it? No, I don't think it has. So, really? Yeah, it's a, it's a, we're, we're in a bit of a bit of a drought here, uh, Stanley Cup-wise. But, hey. You know what? I can't argue with a comment that he makes, right? I mean, I assume <laughs> that's where the that's where the cup has been for so long. Until a Canadian team wins it, it does belong in the, in the states. It just does. There's you can't. That's crazy. I know, I know if and I know if uh, Terry's listening, um, he doesn't like. Yeah, he doesn't like it. But let's see if he makes a comment. Uh, hockey guy says Tampa Bay Rays are the Oakland A's of the East. Yep. Tampa says Tampa is surprisingly massive hockey market. Or sorry, is it? is a surprisingly massive market for the lightning and hockey. You can also watch the games on a big screen outside the stadium. It's really fun. That sounds cool. Mosaic says too many Boston and New York transplants in Tampa. Fair enough. But the thing is, what's weird about it is they aren't rooting for the hockey teams. They're just rooting for Boston Red Sox or New York Yankees. This is a great comment here, right? Teams want the fans to invest into the team when the owners won't. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. Tampa says, if you don't live in Florida, you wouldn't know this. The Rays play in St. Pete, and it's a nightmare to cross the bridge to the stadium. You can be stuck for hours sometimes. Also, the neighborhood around the stadium is scary. You're lucky to leave without being robbed or with your life. Wow. Well. Dis- disagree about the neighborhood around the stadium because they've been building that up recently a lot. And I've been to a lot of other stadiums, which has been really sketch around it. But the drive across is horrible. We'll agree. Yeah, sounds sounds like that. Okay, what else we got here from the chat? What what else were we going to talk? We were going to talk a bit about the national. I think we've kind of we've had some questions about it. So, was there anything else about the national you wanted to talk about? Maybe what makes a successful national? I know you mentioned oh. that. I oh, was that your post earlier today or something like that. I saw. Yeah, yeah. So I actually I I kind of ripped off part of that from Michael Fruitman made a post on on Facebook. Somebody made a post. Oh, it's Carlos Diego. I remember made a post and saying, "Will this be the best national ever?" And Michael Fruitman responded saying, well, what makes it the best? Is it the most sales, the best buying opportunities, or the or the best, the, the highest attendance? And so I kind of took those three questions and I, I added to it. And I said, well, sure, those are all factors in making a national a great national. But it's also, to me, it's the most fun to be had. Like, to me, that's what is going to, if this is the best, 
I will consider it the best national if I have more fun at this one. And by fun, that means meeting people, having great interactions, you know, finding some fun cards, but it's going to be about the interactions. So that to me is what's going to make it or the best national ever. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'll agree with that. I think you can break it down to two different things. The hobby side of things and then personally. So as the, I mean, if even if you have a bad show, the hobby might have a great national and that's good for the hobby because then the growth of the hobby continues. Everyone posts their content online and people are excited to go to the one next year. People might go out to more card shows, buy more cards on eBay. You know, it's good for the hobby in general. But then you also look at the personal side of things. What makes the national good for you? Is it better than the last national you went to? Is it better than the last Dallas or Wisconsin or New York show that you've been to? And so you have to look at it from both perspectives on that. Yeah, I know you said that well, right? There's the hobby and then the the the, the social aspect. And to me, it's really, you know, the hobby itself can have a great show, but you might not as an individual. You might not find any cards you want. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it a little bit differently, right? I'm gonna say you've got the cards aspect and you've got the social aspect. And maybe the food aspect, right? I mean, people want to have uh, some deep, good food while look, you're there. Deep dish pizza is great over there. But guys- I'll, almost, I'll almost categorize that in with the social aspect because a lot of times you're going to be having some meals with the people that you've met or you're meeting. So to me, that's what it comes down to. And then it's like what uh, between those two uh, aspects, what is more important to you, the cards or the social aspect, the networking aspect? And to me – this time it's probably going to be the social and the networking aspect will be more important than the cards. I hope to find some cards there that I, that I love and do some deals. But if I don't, I know I'm just, I just know I'm going to have a great time because of all the people that I can't wait to see and meet. Some of them, I don't even know who they are yet, but I know I'm going to enjoy meeting them once I do. That's the fun part about it. You get, you meet random people and they become your friends. That's like how I met James at lead hunters. We're at a vintage table and just talked for a second, both that 200 subs. It was back in like November or something like that. And, so I just talked about vintage cards and now we're good friends. <laughs> exactly. I just, I, so I had to throw this up there because Tampa, I, you knew I'd like that. Hey, well, you knew you knew rightly. And then Eric says, hey, Jeremy, who's Tampa beating in the finals? I forget. <laughs> yeah. The Montreal Canadiens, which I'm not even, a, I'm not really, a, you know, we call the Montreal Canadiens the Habs. I think most people know that, but I'm not a Habs. I'm not a Habs fan, but my wife and her family are huge fans. They're from Montreal. My wife's from Montreal. So I'm hoping for them, but I'm not hoping any. I've lost hope at this point. I don't think there's any chance that they can come back. I mean, they've played, they've played well the last game. They still lost like, what, 5-3, 6-3, something like that. So it's going it's to be tough. Let's see. Kyle Brown, one of the things I've noticed when watching your content is how well you do finding stuff in dollar and value boxes. Do you have a strategy when you go through those boxes, Ryan? So, yeah, what, when you go through the dollar boxes and value boxes, a lot of that comes down to your card knowledge when you go through the hundreds and hundreds of cards, you start quickly noticing what card doesn't belong there. And then you pull it off to the side. And then when you get a lot of cards, you go to a dealer and say, Hey, I'm buying 30, 40 cards off of you. Can you do a bulk deal on this? And they should be able to work with you because you're taking so much inventory off of them and they'll know, okay, if you're buying 40 cards now, you might buy 40 cards next show, might buy another 40 cards, another show. So they're going to work with you on that. And you can also use that negotiation say, look, I've bought cards for me the last year or so. I'm going to continue doing that. Can you give me a little better, better of a deal than where you're at? And work something out with that. But, I mean, the biggest thing is just knowing your cards because when you know your cards, you can quickly pull it off. And it takes way too long to take a card out, look up an eBay comp. Take a card out, look at an eBay comp. Just card knowledge is the best way. Yeah, you're, that's a great point. Really good, really good advice there. It's also like it's the ability to flip quickly and just know what you're looking at 
right? It's card identification is a big part of it too. Really, really well said there. Uh, Adventures with Troy says, just stay away from Brad at the National. He's talking about the comeback <laughs> card investor. He likes to put signs on people's backs. I'll tell you, if he puts a sign on my back, I think I'll take it as a badge of honor. So that'd be that'd be all right, be all right by me. Just someone let me know pretty quick what, 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 what's hanging off my back. Logan Ward says, I'll be hitting White Castle during the National. Logan, let me know when you go because I'm, I, I would love to have some White Castle while I'm there too. Uh, Terry says, do any Americans even play on the Tampa Bay Lightning? Actually, there are four U.S. born and 11 Canadians. The cup always stays in Canada. Well, it comes back to Canada when each player gets their day with the cup, but the team is still in the States, Terry. And you know, I'm, I'm a proud Canadian, but you can't, you can't argue with the facts. And the facts are that a Canadian team hasn't won that thing in like almost 30 years. It's, it's pretty sad, actually, considering it's Canada's game. But the fact of the matter is, where does it spend more time? And this is to Terry's point. It will spend more time in Canada when the players take it home with them. But it's going to go to Russia. It's going to go to it's going to go to where uh, Hedman's from Sweden or Finland. I forget which one. Probably Sweden. It's going to go to Sweden. It's going to make its way around the world. All right. So what else we got here we talked about the national we talked about the com c episode we've talked about the slab shelf we've talked about card shows i mean we're at an hour and a half here we we're we're we, we're just about done ryan um yeah hobby palooza are you familiar with hobby palooza yeah so i'm gonna actually do one of those days i haven't decided yet uh what i'm gonna do for my time because i have an hour on sunday oh you're doing you're doing an hour on, on hobby palooza as well i didn't know that yeah so i reached out and they gave me a time on Sunday. I was like oh. one of the last two spots. Awesome. Oh, that's that's really cool, man. Awesome. So yeah, you got to figure out what you're going to do with your time. I've got my time is going to be 2 o'clock central on the Saturday. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And I've got a, my plans are coming together. They're not firmed up completely at this point, but they are coming together. So I'll uh, keep everybody posted on that. And that is not this weekend, but Oh, that is so that is next weekend, isn't it? Yeah, it's next weekend. Next weekend. It's coming up. It's coming up quick. And then I've got my regular episodes that night. So it's gonna be a, a long day for me with the oh, hobby hotline kicking off hobby palooza, my slot, and then my my regular shows in the evening. I'm gonna have what's that? Maybe four <laughs> different shows in one day. My wife's gonna that's, kill me. That's fun right there. Slipka is gonna have a car. I know the closest White Castle. Well, there oh, you go. Right, yeah. We're going to have to grab Logan and uh, get some of that stuff happening. Logan says Hobby Hotline will be opening Hobby Palooza. That is true, guys. So if you're not yet subscribed to the Hobby Hotline channel, the Breakout Cards channel, or, of course, the Sports Cards Live channel, get your subscriptions in. Ryan, I mean, unless the chat has anything else they want to talk about uh, or you have anything final you want to talk about, Ryan, uh, we, we can call it a night and um, – until next time, what do you think? Anything else from you? I think that covered me the main points. Unless anyone else has anything else to say in the chat, like I'm feel free, like open questions. Yeah, we, right we, we can take a few more questions for sure. If there's anything else happening out there, otherwise, um, oh, I want to let everybody know this too. This is actually kind of interesting. So, in this bubble mailer is an interesting package. This is an interesting package. So, at the virtual expo a couple weekends ago. Uh, a buddy of mine, Andy, who has a shop in Ontario, he came in, he basically came to my virtual booth and started opening packs of hockey and baseball cards from the 1970s, maybe one pack from the 80s. And I said to him, hey, 
If you and the gum, it was like the gum was stuck to the card. Every pack, the gum was stuck to the to the back card. I said to him, "Hey, if you send me that gum and those cards, I will eat that gum on a, on an episode of Sports Cards Live or After Hours." Well, it came in. So there's probably like six or seven sticks of gum here from the '70s, which I am going to eat. No, Rich Frank, not Ontario, California, Ontario, Canada. I'm going to eat the gum in here live on on the show. And I hope I don't get sick from it, but I've eaten old gum before and it just disintegrates in your mouth, but I'm going to do it again. So I don't know what I'm going to do it exactly. The longer it takes, the older that gum gets. So maybe I'll do it on next week's, uh, maybe, maybe I'll do it during Hobby Palooza. Maybe I'll do it, do, do it during after hours next week. We will see, but I'm going to do that. So guys, stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. Advent Troy, thank you very much for, uh, for that. Really appreciate it. Always great to have you. you. Mitchell, thank you so much. We'll do our best, both of us, to keep up our great work, Ryan. We'll hold you to that, too. Tampa says, Ryan, do you have one specific card that you're targeting in the National? Yeah, so honestly, when I go to shows, I don't target one specific card because if I go to the show and I can't find that card, I find myself disappointed. So I try to have like a list of probably 30 to 50 cards in my mind that I want to be able to get somehow. And at the end of the day, if I don't pick up those cards, not a big deal. Like when I went to Ohio – I didn't think I was going to pick up some Walter Hagen stuff or the Sam Sneeds. And I've been looking for stuff like this for a while and it's there. It wasn't on my like top of my list, but I'm not going to pass it up. And nationally, you find so many unique cards. So I don't have anything in mind. Just whatever I see, I'll start picking up. That's the way to do it. I, th- I mean, it's, unless you're a very specific collector, you only collect certain sets or certain players and you have a very defined want list. I recommend going to the national with, an open mind because you're going to see things that you're just not going to expect to. You might, you might, it might be the beginning of a new project, a new PC, a new set, something you, you just don't know. So I, I, I do that too. I, I hope that I spot something shiny that just catches my eye. Uh, Chris wants to know what's your favorite Van Halen song. Oh man, it has to be hot for teacher. I was going to say hot for teacher. <laughs> All right. If you're going to say hot for teacher, then unchained. I love All that right. too. All right, all right. Uh, Troy's laughing at the gum. Mosa, eat or chew? Uh, it's going to be a bit of both. There won't be much chewing. The stuff literally just disintegrates in your mouth, but we'll see. Joseph says, Blake Jameson trade night at the National on Thursday at the Hyatt Hotel. VIPs get an amazing gift bag. You are both on the VIP list. Oh, wait, so where is this at? All right. At the at the Hyatt. I know there's something else happening on the Thursday that I've, that I've kind of RSVP'd to. I have to check. There's a few things that are, that are that are happening already. I'm going to check my calendar and see what that is right now. Joseph, can you DM me that on Instagram just to make sure I have that there as well? And what and and the time? Oh, at 9 p.m. Oh, the 9 p.m. That's late. That's probably after the other thing I'll be doing. So, yeah, me too, Joseph. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Vintage gum, Rich Frank. You bet. Exactly. Get that graded. The vintage gum. Yeah, I should get it graded. Exactly. Uh, hockey, wait another week. What's another week after 40 to 50 years? I don't know, man. Mold? I don't know. I don't know. The hobby worm. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat it. I don't care. I'm gonna eat it. Tampa says, Ryan, I should have ha- I should have had said to you. I what I should have said, do you have a grail type card that you're after? Can you list one off real quick? Yeah, so one card that I still need to get for my T206s is, is a to get his portrait because i already have the walter johnson i already Ooh, have you, told, you, you cut out right when you said the player's name oh, i want to get a cy young t206 Cy still young. because 
the award named after him. I'm, I, when I used to play baseball, I was a pitcher, so it's something I've always really wanted to get. Now, I know some of them are cheaper, some of them are more expensive. I just want to have a fun time trying to trade for the card and go to a show. I can go to eBay and buy a card, yeah, or I can go to a dealer and just buy it, but I want to have the experience of trading for it. Awesome. That's a good plan. Uh, Currency Project, Abdul, thank you so much. Thank you for Appreciate joining. Teddy, Teddy Cardboard, thanks for joining. John Bear. Thank you for joining. Thank you for the slab shell. Really happy, happy to have that. And we will definitely see you at the national. Uh, how about a little pound cake? Says that's Slipka. great. Happy to give me, give me Hagar, Van Hagar, right there. Oh, Pat, okay. Sorry, thank you. Uh, yes, sir. Nine to 12. Okay, that's good. That's good Perfect. for the trade night. Uh, Hustler, great tune. Mean Street is a favorite. There we go. Lots of favorite Van Halen's. All right, a lot, of Van, a lot of Van Halen fans tonight. Lots of Van Halen. All right, guys, thank you again, everybody, for joining. What a great night. Uh, Ryan, thank you for joining. Another thank you to Tim Getz for joining earlier. To the chat, you guys were awesome, amazing, as always. Thank you for participating in the Sports Cars Live After Hours episode. Well, what episode of, I think it's like 42 or something like that of After Hours. So, Ryan, thank you. You hang tight one second, everybody else. Ryan, final goodbye from you, and then we're done. Yeah, so thank you again, Jeremy. Like, I really appreciate you letting me on the show. And everyone that's been staying up, I mean, it's 1.30 in the morning right now on the East Coast, so I know some of you guys want to be sleeping, especially if you're hitting up the card shows early Sunday morning. So thank you guys for you know spending the night watching this live stream. I really, really appreciate it. And if any of you guys are going to National or any other shows I'm going to, just let me know. I'd love to meet you guys. If you want to go grab a bite to eat, if you just want to talk at the show for 20, 30 minutes, you know, I want to meet other people in the hobby, so – Love to meet you out there. Awesome. Well said. Well said. Thank you, uh, Joe. Tampa says, I appreciate the show tonight, guys. I love seeing that big, sexy, bald head in my notifications on Saturday night. <laughs> hey, Tampa, you better come to the National. I'm going to show you guys this. I, uh, should I show it? I'll show it. This is this is hilarious, you guys. If you come to the National, you might you just might get one of these. <laughs> You That's just awesome. might get one of these if you come to the national. I'm, I'm grabbing one. I'm gonna a put big, that on the sexy bald head for you to stick anywhere you want. You, you know, I'm putting that on the vlog now. I'm, yeah. gonna this, oh, I'm, no. gonna this, I'm gonna cut this clip right here and yeah. I'm gonna put it as soon as I see it right there. After the show, after the show, <laughs> yep. foul fireball. Thank you very much, Logan. Hey, Great to see you, buddy. Darcy, my man. Thank you for being here as thank always. Chai Town, see you in Dallas next week, Ryan. There you go. Yep. Oh, Saturday. Saturday. Your battery's dead. We're done. Um, yeah, <laughs> Perfect. We get, a, we get a laugh from Tampa. All right, everybody. Thank you and good night. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.